sweat great drops of blood in the garden because of the stress and the anxiety of what lie ahead. So this bread represents freedom from anxiety, freedom from fear. Because you shed your blood, we have a covenant contract against fear and anxiety. So we come against it now with the blood of Christ. We put the blood of Jesus on it right now and decree and declare fear and anxiety. You have no place among us in the name of Jesus. This is going to be the most wonderful year ever ahead of us. A year of fruitfulness. We we do not stand here in fear, but we stand here with great expectation. Because, Father, you have been faithful. So, Lord, we thank you for every place that you shed your blood, the bruising for our iniquities, wounded for our transgressions. The chastisement for our peace was upon you. By your stripes, we are healed. So we speak delivering power of the blood over every person in this room right now. We decree and declare healing from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Every cell has got to line up with the word of God and operate and function the way God said for it to. So we decree and declare finances come forth in the name of Jesus. We we come against every limiting spirit, every, every barrier. Every binding spirit, we come against it now and declare, declare that our our funds are released. Yes, thank you. That they're free to make their way to us in the yes. name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, as we've given, you're faithful to cause men to give to us. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into our bosom. Yes. So we declare that they're free to obey God yes. and to give to us. Thank yes. you, Father, for thank raises you. and promotions and, and for unscheduled bonuses. And God opened doors of opportunity. That, Lord, you're doing things for us that we could not do for ourselves. Ourselves. Thank you for the blood this morning. Thank you, Father, for the for the body of Christ. Thank we you. decree and declare. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Yes. So we remember your body, Jesus. We remember our covenant and our contract with you as we receive the bread this morning. Receive. Just lay your hand on your body anywhere you're experiencing any pain, sickness, anything that's out of order. Just lay your hand on it. Say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. All right, now if you'll open up the little cup, peel the foil portion back. There's power in the blood of Jesus. Yes. Wash away every sin, every wrongdoing. Put us back in right relationship. We're children of the yes. most high God. Yes. Favored. Loved. Yes. Greatly loved. Dearly prized. Yes. Lord, we thank you for the blood. In the same manner, after dinner, he took the cup. He blessed it and gave it to his disciples and says, take all of you, drink. This is the blood of the new covenant, the new and everlasting covenant. So, Lord, we lift the cup and we remember Jesus. We remember him on the cross. Remember him as he bowed his head and said, it is finished. And and said, into your hands I commit my spirit. No one took his life, but he freely gave it down. Gave it. He laid it down so that we could live. He gave it. So, Lord, we thank you for the blood that brought our forgiveness. That canceled every judgment that was against us. Every sin that we would be that we would commit was paid for in that moment. Yes. So we thank you, Lord God, that we are free, and whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Yes. We thank you for the blood of Christ. We thank you that we stand in perfect, right relationship with you today. We love you and we bless you, and we remember your blood now. In Jesus' name, receive.
season of acceleration, a season of tremendous fruitfulness. Lord, this is a this is a this is a wonderful season. This last year we broke out. This year, Lord, we're breaking in. You're breaking into us this year. We're abiding in the vine. We're we're abiding in a way that we never have before. We're experiencing the fruit of the presence of Almighty God. Lord, we thank you from this day forward. Thank you, Jesus. Here in 2019, will be a year like none other. We declare, Lord, lift your hands right now and surrender. In complete surrender, Lord, say these words. Say, have your way in every area of my life. I surrender. Come in, Jesus. You said if we knock, you would open the door. So we knock. Here we are this morning. And we're knocking on the door, Lord God. And we say, open it to us, Lord God. Open up your presence. Open up your breakthrough, Lord. Open up your very, your, just your very presence, your essence, Lord. Let your very Holy Spirit come down and dwell in us and among us. And we declare the fruits and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. This is the year that will be like none other, Lord. This is a, a tremendously fruitful spiritual year and Lord we decree and declare this is a year of tremendous financial breakthrough Lord God this is a year of abundance this is a year of prosperity this is a year of productivity we praise you for it Lord God and we decree and declare that we are in it Lord God we're not breaking out of it we're not breaking out but we are breaking in Lord God we are coming in the violent take it by force Lord we are coming in because we want more we want a real manifestation of your spirit we thank you for all all that you've done, but Lord, we know there's more. We know there's more. And we want more. We're hungry and thirsty for more. So we come with our hands lifted and our mouths open wide. You said open your mouth and I'll fill it. So Lord, here we are, Lord. Fill us today. Fill us with your spirit. Fill us, Lord. Lead us and direct us and guide us. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Glory and honor and praise.
are met. Yes. So this seed will grow when, when your heart is sensitive to the word. When you're sensitive, you know, say, Lord, make me sensitive to your word. Amen. I know what else I was supposed to say. As I look out and I see we only have like a few chairs left, we're going to start a chair campaign. Amen. So we can get some more chairs. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. So we have a, a, a chair coming in, a sample chair. I've already ordered one and I really like the reds. I believe we're going to go with the red. So we're going to have a chair campaign, but we're going to buy our own chair. Amen. Amen. And then we're going to buy one for, our, we've been declaring and decreeing that this will be the year that we see our unsaved loved ones come into the kingdom of God. Amen. I know I have some family members that have been running out there for a long time Amen. without, you know, running away from God. And I, I'm, I'm decreed and declared not only that, but you know how powerful meditation is. Meditate in the word what? Day and night. And, and part of, of the way that we're made up is that you're able to imagine on the canvas of your imagination, you're able to play a movie on the screen in your mind. You can close your eyes and still see with your spiritual eyes, right? That's what God gave them to you. So I've been closing my eyes and I've been seeing my sister and brother-in-law come through the door. I've been seeing them coming in and sitting down. I've been seeing them standing at the altar with tears running down their face. I've been seeing them raising their hand for Jesus. Amen. So I'm, I'm believing that. So I'm going to buy a chair for both of them. And I want you to do the same thing and release your faith as an act of faith for your loved ones to come in this year. This is the year. Amen. This is the year that they're coming in. This is the year that you'll serve God together with your family. What could be any better than that? I know we're spiritual family, but to have your your family here with you, wouldn't that be awesome? Or or have them somewhere. You know, they may be in another state. You can still buy a chair for for them here as an act of faith. Amen. For God to save them and raise them up even in another state or in another city or in another church somewhere. Praise God. All right. Let's make our faith declaration. Hold your note sheet up. This is the way that we honor the written word, the Logos word. Jesus said he is the word. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Say, just say, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. 
because he has anointed me to hear and apply his word. I'm about to know better so that I might do better, have better, and be better. I am becoming everything God has destined me to be. I am becoming everything the devil fears I'll be. I'm becoming everything the haters said I could never be. So after today, I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, come on, shout amen. Stand with people high five and say it's time to bear fruit. With your fruity self. With your fruity self. All right. go. Praise God. This is the year of fruitfulness. Yeah. Praise God. So last year we focused on breakthrough. We wrote those 12 new chapters for our lives and our ministry that pushed us through. We, we literally experienced breakthrough in our lives last year. Can you believe that this time last year we were still in the movie theater? Yeah. <laughs> that seems like forever ago. Yeah. Isn't God good when he brings you through? I mean, he puts it so far behind you. It's like... Wow, God, you really did it. It seemed like it was two years ago, doesn't it? But it's only been a year. And God can do something so amazing in your life and in your ministry. And, you know, we kicked that donkey, didn't we, Jennifer? <laughs> Trying to get into AMC. You know, we thought, well, we'll just move from this theater to another theater. That'd be an upgrade because it's in the mall, church of the mall. What could be cooler than that? Hello, God had a plan and it was here. And you know how Balaam kicked his donkey and the donkey wouldn't move because there was an angel standing in front of the donkey. We were on that AMC donkey just kicking the heck out of it. That poor donkey is all bruised up. But, uh, so we stopped kicking and we said, okay. We went to the apartment complex and we were there. And, uh, oh, okay. But it was also a year ago that Nick said he was going to stab me. (laughs) 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 Well, Nick's got, see, Nick's sitting right behind me keeping his eye on me. He said, you do pass the salad wrong, I'll cut you. Yeah. Then he turned around and said, and big trees fall hard. So so anyway, that's what that was about. Now, now where was I? Okay, yeah. So then we moved to the apartment complex. And see, God, on the very day I went to that apartment complex and got us all set up to move from the movie theater there. And it was an upgrade. It truly it was. What do you know? We enjoyed it. We enjoyed it very much more than being at, at movie tower. So we so it was it was like an upgrade. But the very day I had just gone and given him the money, just blocked off the calendar, all as far as I could block it off. And God talks to me in the line of Starbucks. He said, Go over to 70 to 11 FM 1960. So I come over here thinking that it's already rented and maybe they're gonna let me use it on a Sunday morning or something. And I get here and it's empty. God starts talking to my heart as I'm looking in that window right there. I said, wow, God. This is, it made my spirit jump. Over there, it just seemed happy. But this made my baby jump. I said, oh, praise the Lord. I'm so excited. But God did it. Amen. He did it. So that was our breakout year. But the breakthrough is about pushing through to fruitfulness. Amen. Amen. So the breakthrough is for a reason. It's so that you get to the place of bearing fruit in that area. It's like where there's an area of barrenness. You want to have breakthrough so that you can bear fruit in that area. Amen? Takes the breakthrough. So we've experienced the breakthrough as a church and individually. I know we've all experienced breakthrough this year. But now is the season to bear fruit. Amen. Amen. Bear, bear fruit at this level as we're reaching for the next level. Because also the word of the Lord for this year is that we're taking new territory. Yeah. And I'm really excited about what um, Joan Hunter said that uh, before the first quarter. Because I've been saying by this time next year we'll be in the new sanctuary. She said, no, first quarter. That's by Easter, y'all. Yeah. We'll need to be in the new place. So God, hallelujah, we're going to take, we're gonna take yeah. new territory. Yeah. All right? So let's talk about fruitfulness now. Let's see what this thing is all about. Number one, living a fruitful life is our created purpose. We're created to bear fruit. God put that in us. Being fruitful is in our DNA. Staying stagnant, staying not connected to Him is not the will of God for our lives. But it's the will of God that we would be connected to Him, that we would hear His voice, that we would be so connected with Him that, you know, stuff doesn't bother us. 
That's a, that's a, a form of fruitfulness right there. Yes, Lord. Just having peace right through a mess. And peace, you know, you can't get it from just anywhere. You know, peace only comes from God. Amen. The world doesn't give it and the world can't take it away. Amen. But peace that comes from God, it's like a river. And it only flows from Him. So we have to be connected with Him if we're going to be fruitful. But it's the will of God. He, he created us. It's part of our purpose. It's part of our DNA to be fruitful. Say fruitful. fruitful. So it's part of our created purpose. Genesis 1.28. It says, Then God blessed them and God said to them, What? Be fruitful and multiply. So he wasn't just talking about having babies. He was talking about be fruitful in your life. He says, fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion. So what does fruitfulness mean? I love this. Fruitfulness means producing good results. It means to be profitable. Fruitfulness means abundance, productive. Something that grows and produces according to purpose. It means to be bountiful. This will be a bountiful year, but it's as we abide in Him. John 10.10, we know it. It says, I came that they may what? Have and enjoy life. He wants us to enjoy our life. It's to be a fruitful life that we're enjoying. You know, you can't, if you've got an area of barrenness, say in your relationships, you have trouble in relationships, the relationship needs to be fruitful so that you can enjoy it. Amen. God gives us all things richly to enjoy. He wants us to enjoy our life, enjoy relationships, enjoy your financial situation. He wants you to enjoy where you are. And the only way to do that is get to the place of fruitfulness. You can't, you can't have a lack of wisdom in, in areas of our life. We have to be connected to God so that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. So I want you to look at this picture. When you think about a seed being placed in the ground. Thank you, Kevin, <laughs> for getting that up there for me. I love this picture. This picture just talks to me. It's a seed that's been placed or ended up in a hard place. Come on, Pastor. Mm. The worst of circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yet it's broken through. Come on. And what I love about this picture is that you can't look at it and not think it looks like it's praising God. (laughs) (laughs) Does it not look like it's praising God? And it's already got a bud there in the head, already ready to bloom. It's like, it's not going to take a long time. All I needed was a break so I could begin to to bloom. All I needed was just this little breakthrough. Now that I got this breakthrough, you can just hide and watch. (laughs) Amen. This This little bud is ready to bear fruit. So, some of the things I see when I look at it is that it, it won against the odds. Hey, you won against the odds. So terrible stuff may have come against you in 2018. It may have been spiritual barrenness. Could have been, could have been financial barrenness. Could have been all kinds of things. But I'm telling you, you made it through 2018. You made it through the difficulties. This is a brand new year, and that's you. Hey, all I needed was a break. I, brought, I made, made it through the breakthrough of 18 to 19. Amen. So here I am, and look, I just, we ought to just raise our hands and praise God, amen, just like just like this little bud is doing. And you know, the next thing I saw about this, so it, it went against the odds. It pushed up through some difficult stuff. But look at, look at, it, 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 it's victorious. And I want you to see yourself like that. There's been some terrible things that we may have gone through. But we're victorious and we're still planted in God. And you know, some stuff that made it to us, you know, if it makes it to us, he's going he's gonna to get us through it. You made it through. You made it through some stuff. And the second thing I want you to see, it's positioned now. Though the stuff was hard, there it is positioned to fulfill purpose. To bear fruit. And it needs to stay right there. Let me just let that sizzle for a minute. It needs to stay right there where it's planted. The next thing I saw about it when I looked at it is that it looks so tender. It's, It's brand new. So it's so tender. 
and new. And you know the enemy always tries to deal with you in this stage, in your infant stage. He wants to take you out in this because you're easier to deal with like this. But a tree with some big old roots, mm -hmm. Come on, Pastor. you're not so easy to deal with. All right. If that bud stays planted there, let's just say it's an oak tree. It's not, but let's just say that it was an oak tree. You know, that oak tree will bust up through that concrete or whatever that is, or dry ground or whatever, and it will, it will plant itself there. It will spread its roots out so that nothing can knock it over. Not a wind, nothing can knock it over. Amen? Amen. So don't think that this year will be just easy, easy, easy. Because he always comes to try, the enemy always comes to try to deal with something in its infant stage. Look at Jesus. When he was a tiny baby, Herod sent out um, soldiers to kill all the babies that were that age. Try to kill it while he's an infant. Why? Because he'd be easier to deal with, right? They couldn't deal with Jesus when he got grown. They couldn't deal with Jesus. He'd slip through the middle of them. They wouldn't see him. They'd get confused and be looking over here at Jesus and gone that way. Jesus wasn't so easy to deal with once he got grown up. So I'm saying, what I'm saying about this is that I need you and God needs you to get planted. Get planted and stay planted. Get focused and stay focused. Amen. Because spiritual maturity is, it, you, you've got to get mature. Amen. Because it's not the will of God. You know, I, I just would not be able to live in a church where all they talk about is, I just want to love Jesus. I just want to learn how to be nice. Learn how to be sweet. You know, that's a given. Amen. We begin to take on his nature as we as we fellowship with him. As you yeah. get in his word, you can't act ugly. All right. He really begins to live in you. You can't act the way you used to act. Come on, Pastor. And, you know, it just, but see, we're in a church where, where I'm challenging you. And, and you're challenged to, to grow bigger. I'm asking more of you. And you know what? God is asking more of us this year. He's asking more of us this year. Oh, my God. I feel this thing in my spirit. He's saying, you've come this far. He said, now, come on, let me show you something. Come on, come on. Some stuff he wants to show us spiritually this year. I'm so excited. So, we're like that, that seed. And we've pressed through enormous weight. Somebody know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Enormous Amen. weight, unfavorable circumstances, yes. and we've persevered. Amen. We're planted. So now it's time to bear fruit. Amen? Amen? All right, number two. We've been chosen by God and appointed to bear fruit. You're chosen and appointed. As we've been talking about this on the prayer call every morning, which, by the way, you ought to do. You ought to um, look on the back of your note sheet um, when you get home. And you ought to text um, XLRA to the number 97,000 so you can be on the prayer call list and get up at 7.30 in the morning and uh, get on the prayer call so you can be, start your day off in prayer. But this has been coming forth on the, on the prayer call as we've, as we've been talking about John 15, 16, that we've been chosen by God and appointed to bear fruit. And this just blew my mind this morning. John 15, 16, he says, you didn't choose me. So we all thought we raised our hand and we chose God. We just checked the, the, the box on our card and we chose God. No, he chose you. He's the one that tapped you on the shoulder. And, and he's the one who began to deal with your heart. Yeah. He, he's the one who was calling you. So he says, don't get it twisted. Don't, 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 don't get it wrong here. He says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. So underline that. Go and bear fruit. And then, and then uh, underline that, that your fruit should remain. Your fruit should remain. You know, you, you grow to this level of fruitfulness. Maybe you're not all the way there yet. But you know what? You stand on that till you grow to the next level. Amen? That we should ever be reaching and growing in new levels with God. Always coming up to a higher level. And so he says and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father... In my name, he may give you. Amen. Did you hear what I just said? Yes. 
Whatever you ask the Father, whatever you give you, but but it all hinges on that you go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. So what is he talking about, this fruit thing? So appointed. What does appointed mean? I appointed you. It's a time or a place decided on beforehand. Scheduled, arranged, and decreed. You are not an accident. You don't just happen to be here in the year 2019. You could have been born in the Middle Ages, but God didn't pick you for the Middle Ages. He picked you for the end times. He picked you for now. And he says he scheduled you. I scheduled you for such a time as this. He brought you into this, saved you, raised you up, and brought you into the kingdom for such a time as this. Why? Because there war, there's warfare that's got to be done on the, for this generation. Amen. See, we received the gospel from the last generation. We have to be good stewards and caretaker of the gospel. Amen? And we have to, we've got to turn around and give it to this generation Z. They're calling it Generation Z. The one just before that was Generation X. But they call this generation Generation Z. I think that's so interesting. Z is the last. So God's got stuff for us to do. He's appointed us individually to be here in this year. He chose us to be to be alive and to be born and to, to, to get raised up and to be a good soldier for Jesus Christ in the year 2019. He picked us. He picked you. Would you turn and tell the person sitting next to you, he picked you. He picked you. And it's about bearing fruit. But it's a time or place decided on beforehand. He knew what he was doing when he put you here. Look at the message translation. It says, you didn't choose me. Remember, I chose you and put you in the world to bear fruit. Fruit that won't spoil. So why did he put you in the world? Goes back to Genesis. Be fruitful and multiply. Multiply, right? So this just confirms that, doesn't it? I put you in the world to bear fruit. Fruit that won't spoil. As fruit bears, whatever you ask the Father in relation to me, he gives you. That's so powerful. So uh, the the third thing is, God is glorified in a fruitful life. When when we're bearing this fruit that he's talking about, God will be glorified. We want God to be glorified with our life. So you might be going through something. You're still going to bear fruit right through it. Amen. You're going to bear the fruits of righteousness. You're going to bear the fruits of peace. You have joy right through an unfavorable situation. John 15, 7 through 8. He says, if you what? If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Wow. Now that's that there it is again, the abiding and 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 his words abiding in us, he's saying it again. Ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. Alright, so abide. What does abide mean? So if we're going to abide in him, what does abide mean? Abide means to stay in a place. To continue. To live and to dwell, endure, remain, and to tarry. So God can't be glorified in your life until you decide you're going to get planted. Until you decide I'm going to get settled. I've got to get somewhere where I can be, have the word put in me every week. Amen. You, you need to be a church member. You need to be a part of the body of Christ. God did not create you to be an island unto yourself. Well, I just watch church on TV. That is not the will of God. Amen. The will of God is that you would be a, a, a solid rock part of a, a church family where you're giving and receiving. Amen. Where you're giving what God, you got some Jesus in you I don't have. And I got some in me you don't have. We, that's why God set it up like that, that we would need each other. Amen. Everybody doesn't get to have everything. Amen. Amen. But you got what I need and I got what you need. So it's important that we come together and that we abide in one another, that his word abides in us. So you've got to get a place where you can get planted. And this is this is a good place. Amen. Amen. All right. Psalm 1, 1 through 3. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of 
of the scornful. Pause. It does matter who you hang out with. It matters who you're letting talk to your ears or talk into your spirit. It matters. It really matters who you hang out with. You know, you can't purge everybody out your life. Some people are there like sandpaper. To smooth out your rough edges. There you go. Amen? Amen. But you shouldn't be hanging out, you know, don't you don't sit in the seat of the scornful. With people who are, you know, are, are scornful. Um, uh, don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. You know, you're not getting your information or your counsel from people who are not even living right. People who are not living for God. No, you need the counsel of God. Um, nor, nor stands in the path of sinners. You know, if you keep hanging out with people who are not sanctified, you know, I'm not saying that you that you can't ever hang out with them, but when you when you're hanging out with people that are not godly, you begin to take off. You you will start to act like them. Amen. So I'm just going to save them all. You need to wait. <laughs> till you're strong enough. Till you've got some roots strong enough. Amen. You gotta, you gotta wait till you're stronger. So it matters who you hang out with. Amen. Amen. Okay. So look what it says here. It says, "But so you don't you watch who you hang out with." And then the second thing says, "But his delight is in what? In the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season." Whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does, that's my address this year. <laughs> that whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever he does shall prosper. Amen. So, so we're planted by the rivers of water, meditating. When we meditate in His Word day and night, it's like it's like you know not being in a parched place, but in a place where your roots easily have access to water. You need to position yourself. Plant yourself so that you easily have access to the water. The water always represents the word in scripture. So the message translation says, instead you thrill to God's word. You chew on scripture day and night. You're a tree replanted in Eden. So what did he say in Eden? Be, be fruitful. So you're a tree replanted in Eden. Bearing fresh fruit every month. Never dropping a leaf. Always in blossom. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So that's where we that's where we want to go this year. Amen. We want to be abiding in the vine. So let's look at this abiding in the vine. So, like I said this morning, that last year was about breaking out, but this year is about breaking in. Amen. This is about letting God break into our hearts in a way that we haven't opened up to Him before. Letting God break in and abiding with Him. You know, stepping up in areas where we've been lacking in our relationship with God. Step up. And, you know, God says, you just give me a little bit. Just give me a little bit more and watch and see what I can do with Him. Watch and see what I can do with it. So we're letting Him live big in us and through us. So we're breaking in and we're going into Him. So um, John 15, 5, here's what Jesus says. He says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in Him does what? Bears much fruit. He, he who abides in me and I in Him bears what kind of fruit? Put a circle around that. Much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. You can do. You can't do it without me. You can't do it without me. I know. Before Jesus, I tried everything. I tried it all. You know. But but when I finally got on my knees at 31 and threw my hands in the air and said. You know, I give you my life. I give you my everything. I'm in it to win it. I, it's 100. I'm giving you 100% of me. 100. When I, it was such a huge difference when I gave him 100 than when I was just saying, yeah, I believe. Or yeah, you know, I'll go to church every now and then. But when I gave him 100, that's when things began to change. Amen. When I started going to classes at church, that's when things started to change. When God began to pour revelation, I began to put the Old Testament and the New Testament together. When the scriptures began to make sense to me and I was able to apply it to my life, it was like, oh my God. That was when my life really began to change. 
Because I was a mess. I was a mess. And only God can straighten out some messes in you. Amen. The word of God is the real true answer. And as we abide in him, you know, we're going to bear much fruit. But without him, we can't do it. We can't do it without him. Message translation says it like this. He said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you cannot produce a thing. Look at John 15, 4 in the message. <clears throat> it says, live in me. Make your home in me just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes, of, bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine, you can't bear fruit unless you're joined with me. So there's three ways that I wanted to, that I've seen in the scriptures so far that we abide in him. And the first way, of course, is through his word. He said, if, your, if my words abide in you, you abide in me, my words abide in you, you'll ask what you will, and it'll be done. So we can't trade huh, edification for entertainment. Hmm. The word edifies us. The word builds us up. So we, we can't trade edification for entertainment because entertainment is more fun. It, you think it is, but it's really more fun to win in life. <laughs> when you start winning and you start getting breakthrough and you start seeing things begin to bud and become fruitful in your life, that's a whole lot more fun than the entertainment. Come on, Pastor. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I mean, we have to be entertained every second. It's hilarious. I went to the doctor this week, to the eye doctor, and I'm sitting there every age, from the little bitty ones to the really old ones. In the phone. <laughs> in the phone. And you know, praise God, I'm, I was in my phone too, but I looked up. Lord, had me look up for just a minute. Look and see. Look and see. <laughs> That, that, we, that we are a generation and a society that wants to be entertained. That we cannot just sit and that, that you know, um, while we have this device in our hands, it could be for anything we want it to be for. Any answer you want is right there. Any scripture you want to look up, you ain't got to carry a book. You can just say a part of the scripture or show me scriptures on this or that. It's a time where you could be edifying yourself. Amen? Rather than, or I'm not saying don't look on social media. I like to get on there with the best of them. I'm not saying don't play words games. <laughs> to these two right here. I'm not saying what level you on, maybe 2,000. 2,220. He knows exactly what level he's on. I bow to you. That's, that's a phenomenal. I stopped at like 14 something. Yeah. But I'm not saying don't do that. I mean, it's, it's enjoyable. And sometimes you have to just let your brain set up nothing for a minute. Something to just kind of distract you and let your, let your brain. But I'm saying that that can't be all that we do because it will suck you in. Yeah. All right. You know that little bitty three and a half by six inch phone will suck you in. So we have to be careful and not trade edification for entertainment. We need right. our spirit to Good be word, edified. Oh, yeah. We've got to, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So I have to have my spiritual food every day. And you know, if you wonder why you dry, wonder why you got a bad attitude, what did you, what scripture did you read today? Amen. Where's the word? The word is like water. Yes. You walking around like an old dry desert? Where's the where's the word? Where's your scripture for today? Where's your journal? Did you write one down? Did you get on the prayer call? Mm -hmm. Did you look one up? I ain't trying to be. I'm just saying. Come on, Pastor. Come on, I'm just saying. You know that that word is how we abide in Him. He is the word, and we have to have it flowing through our spiritual veins if we're going to if we're going to win if we're going to be fruitful. Amen. Amen. Okay. Let's see. Make your Okay. You can't bear fruit unless you're joined with me. So we said through his word. All right. Um, Matthew 4 4. He said, Man shall not live by what? Bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. See, if this, if this little plant doesn't get some water, tender as it is, what's going to happen? 
it's not, it's, it's not going to wither and die. Jesus said, with, without the water, without the word, you're going to wither and die. A tree has got to have water. That's why a desert is, is uh, barren. No trees. Why are there no trees in the desert? There's no life in it. There's no water. So you don't want to look barren. Amen? So the word grows us up. The word builds us up. It makes us bold. Proverbs 4, 20 through 21. It says, my child, pay attention to what I say. So I'm not just saying pay attention to the written word, but pay attention to him talking to you day by day when he says, don't, don't do this. Don't say that. When you feel him, you feel him on your heart. You know, the convicting power of the Holy Spirit is something that's very precious. You know, when you hear him speak, you obey his voice. He says, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Praise God. So the word has the power to bring healing to your whole body. But not just that, but they bring life. It brings life to you. This plant is going to continue to grow and to live as it spread out or spread its roots by the water. As it continues to get water and stay in the right circumstances. It's got to be in the right circumstances. So in this parable that we're about to look at, this is the parable of the sower. And the sower sows the word. And it's sown in the, it's the word being sown in the heart. And the condition of the heart determines what the harvest or the fruitfulness is going to be. It says some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. See? Some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. Depending on the condition of your heart when you receive the word. Here's how Jesus said it in the message translation. I love this. He said, study this story of the farmer planting seed. When anyone hears news of the kingdom or hears the word of God and doesn't take it in, or one translation says doesn't understand it, in all you're getting, in all you're getting, all you're getting, get some understanding. Get understanding of the word. It's one of the most important things that we do. After you become a Christian, you, you can't just say, well, I'm a Christian. A Christian does something. He gets in the Word, and you feed on it, because that's your lifeline to God. Right. It is your lifeline and your connection to God. That's why you need to be in class on Sunday mornings at 9.30 with Pastor Carolyn. I believe you could you taught this morning, didn't you? How many did you have in class? I don't even know. I just, like, maybe 12. 12 people 14. in Firm Foundation. We're going to have to replan our situation. Mm-hmm. We're 12 or 14 at Firm Foundation, and like 6 going into leadership development. So, um, you know, it, we're becoming fruitful as a church. Amen. And as we become fruitful as a church, you're going to become fruitful as you go into these classes. Um, You need to get understanding, and that's what these classes do for you. They give you understanding in who you are, the foundation that you got to lay so that you can grow and be fruitful. Amen. All right. So um, it just, here's what it says. All right. So if anyone hears the news of the kingdom and it doesn't, and they, they don't take it in or they don't understand it, it just remains on the surface. And so the evil one comes along, one translation says Satan comes immediately and plucks it right out of that person's heart. It's like before you got to the car, good. What did she say? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, I prayed a prayer. What, what did I pray? My before you get to the car, good, if you don't really understand it, Satan comes to steal it. So this is the seed that the farmer scatters on the road. And the seed cast in the gravel. Okay, this is another seed that he sowed. He just cast some in the gravel. So this is when a seed sprouts up in in a situation like gravel, says this is the person who hears and instantly responds with enthusiasm. When you cast a seed like on gravel, it may it may pop right up, but it's going to be short lived because there's no place for it to get any root. No place for it to get root. So anybody who hears instantly and responds with enthusiasm. But there's no soil of character. Would y'all underline that, please? There's no soil of character. And so when the emotions wear off and some difficulty arrives, there's nothing to show for it. So you gotta, you got to um, take that word into your heart deep. You can't, you can't just get a, a surface word. And just get, you know, there's some churches you go in and um, it's just all about getting excited. It's about rolling and running. But when you go, what is your, I don't know if it was good. See, you don't really know. Because it it was a surface enthusiasm. It was a surface. I want the word to get sown in your heart so it takes root. 
so that you have a chance of bearing fruit in your life. I want you to go home and be different. I want you to come back different next week because you've been studying on the word all week. Amen. All right. There's nothing to show for it. All right. 22. The seed cast in the weeds. Now, this is the, another seed. This is a seed that's just thrown over into the weeds or into the, the um, uh, what's it called? Thorns. Yeah. Thonamon thorns. It said the seed cast in the weeds is the person who hears the kingdom news, but weeds of worry, underline that, weeds of worry and illusions about getting more and wanting everything under the sun strangle what was heard and nothing comes of it. So worry can choke the word Amen. out of your life. Amen. Because you can't worry and be in faith at the same time. All right. So you have to choose to believe that word. So it doesn't, you know, um, you, 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 can't, you can't receive the word into a heart that's full of worry and anxiety. So the, the seed cast on good earth is the person who hears, <coughs> takes the news, and then produces a harvest beyond his wildest dream. That's why I always tell people, if you will come to Firm Foundation in three months, Firm Foundation is the class we have on Sunday mornings at 9.30. You get here a little early or you can come to the one afterwards. And I think it takes about 45 minutes to an hour to do that class. If you'll do that for three months, you will not recognize yourself. Amen. Within three months, you, you won't recognize yourself. And if you give me nine months, come on. you'll be dangerous. Come on now. Give me nine months. Let me put you through firm foundation. Let me teach you how to be a leader, a servant leader. See, we come in and we want people to serve us. See, it's not about that. It's about like Jesus said. Jesus, when they were all arguing about who was the best, which one, which one of them was the greatest, they were arguing in front of Jesus. Christy, they were arguing in front of Jesus about which one of them was the greatest. Jesus didn't argue with them. He just got up. Put a towel around his waist and bit down and started washing feet. Come, come on. on now. Come on now. That's right. And yep. showed him who the greatest was. Amen. See, we want to come in and we want to be served. Amen. See, that we want to say who's the greatest. Which one of us is the greatest? Tamar? Pastor Robert? It's got to be Kevin. Who's the greatest? So the greatest is the one who serves. The one who serves. And they are all servants. They are. It'd be a hard first, second, third. It'd be a photo finish. It'd probably be a first place tie because of their their servant's heart. See, you got you got to come in and decide. I'm I'm here to serve. Yes. Twenty three. Lost my place. Twenty three. Right, <laughs> I turned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it's about it's about um, the good ground. And, being, and, and coming in and deciding to be someone who serves. Amen? Amen. And, uh, and, 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 and that's what leadership development is about. Learning to serve with, with a Christ-like servant leadership style. That you're here to serve one another. The Flores family. They came in and made tacos for everybody just because they're serving. That's beautiful. That's a, that's a beautiful thing. And what? The Garzas. Yes, yes, yes. The Garzas. Amen. But that's a beautiful thing. So you need to learn how to. We, you, can't, you don't just pop out knowing how to do that. You know, we can show you. We'll find out what your spiritual gifts are. We'll give you a spiritual giftings test and we'll find out what your gifts are so we can plug you in somewhere where you need to be. Amen. And then ministry development. Once you go through that, you will know how to get somebody saved. You're going to know how to get somebody filled with the Holy Spirit. You're going to know how to teach a class. Me? Yes, you. You might have some stuff in you you don't even know is in there. Come on, guys. You got to You got to give me a shot. Amen? And helping you bring those things out. All right. So it's the word that produces in your life according to the condition of your heart. So you'll bear fruit. Number two is through prayer. So the first way was through through His Word. The second way that we abide in the vine, that we abide in Him, is through prayer. You might say, well, that's, everybody knows that. That's, but listen, abiding in Him, spending time with Him, talking to Him, let Him talk to you. John 15, 7 through 8, He says, but if you make yourselves at home with me and my words are at home in you, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. This is how my Father shows who He is. And then Matthew 21, 13, my house shall be called a house of prayer. 
And you know what? You are God's house. This is God's house corporately, but you are God's house. And you shall be called a house of prayer, a house of communication with God. So, amen. Prayer is a way. And you know what was so beautiful on the prayer call the other morning? Oh, this just blessed my heart. As the, as the Spirit of God began to move on the call, God spoke back to us. We've been doing all the praying, but y'all need to know, during prayer, God wants to talk to you. Yeah. And God said on the prayer call, He said, I love this prayer call. This blesses me. God said, this blesses me. Yeah. And man, the Spirit of God broke out on that call. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. You know, spending time with God like that where, you know, you get to the place. I'm talking about us growing to a place spiritually this year where tongues and interpretation is something that goes on inside of me. I don't have to have the whole church to do that. I can let the Holy Spirit speak through me. Not just my own prayer language, but tongues and interpretation. I know I'm talking way over on to, to someone who might even not know what that is, but we're going to find out this year. All right, Pastor. We've been decreeing and declaring the gifts of the Spirit being in operation. We can't decree and declare it and not do it. Come on. So through prayer, God loves it when we pray. Last year was fruitful because we prayed. We had breakthrough, breakthrough because we prayed. So what if this year, instead of fussing about Leroy, you haul him up to the altar of God, amen, in prayer? What about instead of fussing about your finances, you take it to God every day and pray about it, amen? We stop fussing about things and start talking to God. What if this year, instead of being full of anxiety and stressed out, we go to God and we pray? What does the old say? What a friend we have in Jesus. Ooh, what, how's it go? Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. See, we carry a whole lot of stuff that we're not meant to carry. Murray's working, working on a big thing, a big presentation he has on Monday. And uh, he said, I got a big thing on Monday. I said, well, babe, we're not going to worry about it over the weekend, are we? Because we can't do anything about it over the weekend. We're not going to stress about the way it's going to be a great presentation. We're going to cast that care on the Lord, for he cares for us. Amen? Yes. We, and that's what, that's what praying is. You know, sometimes praying is, God, yeah, yeah. Take, it. Take, it. Take this for me. Yeah. Right. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. It's about going to him and saying, God, yes. this is too that's what supplication is. God, this is too heavy. I can't carry this. Lord, but I know how big you are. I know you're big enough to take this. I know you're big enough to carry this. I know you're big enough to bring me through this. I know you're big enough. You know, it's where you humble yourself. It's where you take on a different posture and you bow down before God. I did that in my kitchen the other day. I just bowed down. I said, God, I just have to thank you. Thank you. I just have to thank you, Lord. You are mighty. You've done mighty things for me. Taking on a posture of humility. God, I, I'm lowering myself right now because I don't have the answer to this. Uh, but I know you do have the answer yes, to this. Yeah. I humble my, myself under the mighty hand of God. Lord, I thank you. And see, where where, where you're, the devil might be moving chess pieces around on the board. But see, that's where when you supplicate, you move yourself out the chair and God slips in. So the enemy is still moving pieces on the board. But God is saying, I got this. How many of you know God's got a strategy? God's got a plan. But see, too many times we're carrying stuff we ought not carry because we don't take it all to God in prayer. Ooh, I know I'm right. Amen. So you know there's a peace you get from praying you can't get anywhere else? The peace that passes understanding. Look at Philippians 4, 6 through 7. It says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, how many things? Everything. In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. There's that word supplication. Ask earnestly or humbly. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. See, I think too many times we just get overloaded and stressed out over the day and over how things are going. And we just don't pray about it because we just feel so disgusted. But see, that's the very time to go to God. Yeah. And we make it our habit. Amen. And you know what? I like to be organized when I go into prayer. I like to make me a list. I like to know exactly what I'm fixing to go in and talk to God about. 
I get myself organized before I went because why you just stimmer and stammer and then you, then you just. <laughs> get yourself organized. That's what your journal is all about. Get yourself organized so you go before God and you, you know, you're having a conversation with God. I know he loves me. If he wants to have my thoughts organized. So I know what I want to talk about. Let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Come on, that's the fruit of abiding right there. It's showing you what the fruit of abiding is. The peace that passes all understanding. That's why people at the funeral, you know, can't understand why you're not throwing yourself in the floor saying, let me get the casket with it, let me, I just want to go with it. You know how some people can clown in a funeral. But you're there in peace. Amen? You're, you're there in peace. Because, you, you know, you have the peace that passes understanding. You spend time with Him. You spend time in prayer. You let Him talk to you. Amen? So, Matthew 6, 6 says, But you, when you pray, go into your room. And this, this scripture, what I love about it, what really encourages me, is that it lets me know when I feel like God didn't hear me, or God didn't see me, or God's not there, He sees me in the secret place. I love to know that God sees me. And I have to remind myself of that before I go into prayer. You know, when you've got stuff you're trying to handle, you know, there's some stuff you, you like you. Leroy, take him to God. All right. He won't listen. Take him to God. Say, Lord, I need you to give him a dream, give him a vision, or you can shake Leroy right over him. Mm-hmm. I need you to get Leroy's attention. Mm-hmm. Hit that short child. I'm, I'm through dealing with him. I need you to deal with him. Amen. In this situation, you got a situation at, at your job where you got a coworker or a boss or somebody who ain't acting right. They're not treating you right. They're making bad decisions, going behind your back. You're stirring up mess. God, I bring, I bring uh, Sarah to you. I need you to handle handle Sarah, Lord God. You got a plan for this situation. You said the favor surrounds me like a shield. I need you to shield me from Sarah and her words. Thank you, Lord God. I drag her up right now before your throne. I forgive you, Lord. I ain't handling her rough. I ain't handling her rough in my mind. But I set her before your throne, Lord. Bless her. Just bless her. And I see this, Sarah, I see whoever you are, this whole group of you. I just lay my hands on the back of you while God just deals with you. Lord, have mercy on them. Lord, help them. Lord, bless them. Lord, keep them. See, when you pray for them, Lord, just just, uh, cause your goodness to overflow in their lives. Cause them to be so good and so blessed that, Lord, they won't be worried about fooling with me. Come on, All right, now, Pastor. Praise God. Amen. When you pray, go into your room. And when you shut your door, pray to your Father who's in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. First way was through. Second way. Third way is through membership. We're members one of another. Members of the body of Christ. We're members of each other and we need each other. So being planted um, in, in these scriptures keeps coming up over and over again. As we're dealing with fruitfulness, you've got to be planted. Anything that's going to be fruitful has got to be planted, right? So membership is so important. So we need each other. Um, and so it's the will of God that we would get fully grown in Christ and serve. And we do that through through church and through the, the infrastructure that we have here. Abiding through serving, bending down, serving each other, caring for each other. Amen. Being planted in the body of believers. Being connected. It's important that we're connected. It's not enough just to believe. You need to belong. Amen. Turn to the person sitting next to you and say, I need you. All right. Psalm 92, 13 through 15. It says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord. I love this scripture. Those who are what? Someone say it again. Those who are what? Would you put a big circle around planted? Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Would you please underline flourish? Flourish in in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. So don't say I'm past my prime. Don't say it's too late because the best is yet to come. Job's life was the best of his life. Amen. The best is yet to come.
to come your ladder will be greater, will be greater in Jesus' name. Amen. So the end of Job's life was more blessed than the first of his life, than his early life. So don't say, you know, at that time is past, Mom. Don't say it's past. Like you're still here. You're still breathing. You still got stuff to do. Amen. Everyone don't peek at 35. Henry Ford started at 40. Sam Walton from Walmart. He started Walmart at 44. Ray Kroc started McDonald's at 52. Colonel Sanders didn't get, didn't get KFC until he was 65 years old. So you, you may not have peaked yet, Mom. You may. You what? Come on, you started at 53. Amen. 55, almost 56. Standing right here. Here we go. We just now broke out. This has just been our, our year of breaking out. Praise the Lord. What's he going to do over the next 10 years? Yeah. I don't know, but it's going to be the best 10 years I've ever had in my life. Amen. You got to start to say, this is going to be the best, most fruitful 10 years I have coming up in my life. Praise God. It's going to be like anything I've ever experienced before. God's about to blow my mind. Amen. what is coming up in these next 10 years. Hallelujah. Somebody praise God this morning. Really excited me. You know, Joan Hunter came last Sunday and was here with us. And her parents, Charles and Frances Hunter, preached the gospel all over the world before they went home. For 44 years, she didn't get saved because she was 51. She did not get saved until she was 51. She had a foul mouth. She she cussed like a sailor. She was a chain smoker and got saved at 51, put it all behind her, and still went all over the world to preach the gospel. Huh? All over the world and preach the gospel. I mean, I was encouraged by that. Hallelujah. So we can still bear fruit in our old age. Yes, because our fruit, our, our youth is renewed like the eagle. Right, that's right. Youth is renewed like the eagle. Amen. He satisfies our mouth with good things. In other words, a celery stick with some peanut butter will satisfy my mouth rather than some chocolate cake. Amen. 